As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the latest edition to hear that podcast crowd. Paul Deere Jr. and Jay Morrison of The Athletic wrapping up the Bengals draft on day three. Jay, defense, get out. It's over, okay? All that defense talk, forget about it. Today was an offensive attack uh, and then a few pieces late. Let's kind of do a quick rundown before we start on what happened, uh, who came off, and then we'll kind of go through one by one some of the effects of those. Um, it started with receiver being the fourth round pick, Charlie Jones, Purdue. Um, he's a bit of a slot guy. Uh, so let's, let's not go too deep into the players. We'll get there. Chase Brown, Illinois, running back, round five. Andre Yisovas, from Princeton was the pick, the first selection in round six, the receiver, a freak athlete out of the Ivy League. Then it was punter time. Brad Robbins from Michigan, 217 overall, which was their second pick in the sixth round. And then the final pick in round seven was uh, DJ Ivy, a cornerback out of the U. But after a day where we had a you know, the early defensive premium position focus and, and, and the battle pick obviously was really kind of a swing pick in this draft of an interesting one where they really went and stayed with the board. They clearly pinpointed the depth of this draft for some of those skill position players that they wanted to focus on. And, you know, maybe the most, most interesting thing out of this. No tight ends, no offensive linemen either. Yep. Both of those end up being whiffs, and the double up comes at receiver. If you, I would have lost a lot of money before this draft. Yeah. If you would have told me on this ridiculously deep tight end group, they wouldn't even take one with those positions just sitting there wide open. I, I mean, that's that's a stunner of of the weekend. But it doesn't mean you don't still like what they did. It's just uh, I'm stunned by that development. I mean, it defines their draft. They did not reach. They needed a tight end, but they didn't draft for need. The tight ends went flying off the board. Nine in the first three rounds, an NFL record for that many for the first three rounds. And, you know, really, I, I think the third round pick 
last night is what defined the draft because that's where, okay, you got your two big defensive guys. Is this when you start targeting the offensive guys? And they stayed true to the board. They got battle. Um, they pick up an extra pick with the trade back. They use that on a punter. You, I think we did a run passer boot on this earlier before the draft. What position would you be most, would they be uh, least likely to not target? And we booted tight end. We thought for sure there was going to be a tight end somewhere. Um, and, and they've said it over and over again. They like the guys they've got, but it's still surprising that they didn't take a flyer on at least one. It is. Um, but let's look at what they did do. And I liked a lot about today. Um, I want to start with, you know, the kind of the Tyler Boyd succession plan, but look, for two years, they've been trying Mm -hmm. to find a backup receiver that has some return juice and they haven't been able to find it. It seemed to evade them. And, and you, you sense it. You looked at the back of that room. It it felt like it needed something to, you know, you're Mm -hmm. developing Trenton Irwin, you Trent Taylor's around and Stanley Morgan's your special teams guy. But you know, there, there really wasn't a lot going on there. And particularly when you talk about somebody also who can be a returner, Charlie Jones really hits that. And he's got a, you know, he put up huge numbers last year at Purdue. He's older. Um, I don't know how much I care about that. Like, he transferred a couple of times at Iowa. He was a 2021 special teams player of the year. He's returned multiple kicks for touchdowns. Um, and then he goes to Purdue because he wants to be a receiver and wants to get catches. And he breaks all kinds of records, has a <laughs> massive year and becomes, he's a speed guy, you know, stop it with your Wes Welker and Julian Edelman, you know, comparisons because, you know, he's a speed guy. He's, he's a four, four, three. He goes and gets it deep. He's a, what, what is Joe Burrow love contested catch guy led the FBS in contested catches last year with 22. You know, he can play multiple spots, probably projects to a, a slot guy. If he comes in and has a nice season in flashes, you certainly see him becoming the starting slot in 2024 and being able to move on from Tyler Boyd. Yeah. 110 catches last year in 13 games that, I mean, that's production. You, you don't know how much that translates to the NFL, but he is a guy that obviously his childhood friend who was throwing to him, trusted and believed in. I'm with you. I don't know that the age matters that much to me. I mean, are, are you gonna, are you thinking that far down the road of an extension for a, no. for a fourth round wide receiver who's going to come in and be your slot guy? So yeah, get, get a guy with that kind of maturity in here. Uh, a guy that bet on himself and won big. And I do, I, I love that pick. And I, you know, I asked Darren that is, is, is he a fear of God returner? And he said he, he's almost there. I, I think that's going to be really interesting to see not so much how much he pushes Boyd in the slot, how much he gets on the field as a receiver this year, but what he could, what kind of juice he can bring in the return game, something they've been looking for for a long time. Yeah. And, and just having some more, a little bit more of a dynamic playmaker. If, if something does happen to any of the mm-hmm. big three, I mean, you know, Jamar Chase missed time last year and T Higgins has missed time in the past. We saw what happened in the championship game when Tyler Boyd went down and Trent Irwin. It, it's a, it's great that they've been able to develop him and find him, but to find somebody that has a little bit more of the traits, yeah. high athletic trait guy. Um, you know, again, this was another theme. I mean, they went heavy on these really high end athletes. They're, you know, their, their Raz team. Your relative athletic score team uh, was just kind of top of the board stuff. I mean, every single player that they had pretty much mm-hmm. was top. You know, they and Andre Yoshivish 
Yoshivash, I'm going to get better at it, 9.96. Chase Brown, 9.81. Miles Murphy, 9.71. DJ Turner the second, 9.58. And then Jones, still in the elite range, down at 8.54. Only battle at 5.9 is, is a non-elite athlete. Um, you know, that was kind of a trend that you saw through this and, and you get some of that, um, with, with Jones here too. An exciting piece to see what he turns into. He, it may not like he, he may not turn out, but, um, it's certainly a, a nice spot for him and a pick worth liking. Let's stick in the receiver room and talk about Yoshivash. I mean, how do you not love this pick? Oh, I know. How do you not love this pick? I mean, this is a guy they pinpointed. They brought him in for two days. The only visit he made, you know, I asked mm-hmm. Troy Walters, he said, I would probably have maybe four or five receivers in, but we know from most of that list that most of those guys were priority free agent guys that they were trying to get in to have them comfortable. This was a guy they targeted, an absolute freak show athlete who's mm-hmm. never really totally played football before. He's been a heptathlete and done mm-hmm. track. He he plays every space body surfing. Like he's, <laughs> he's doing it all. And he's just unbelievable. I mean, in terms of jumps and speed and everything you could possibly want, he just needs to learn the game. Mm-hmm. And is he, you think he can learn? He went to Princeton. Okay. <laughs> he majored in politics. He's an incredibly intelligent kid. Right. There's a, you know, give me a smart guy who, who is an, an has traits that you just can't find even in the NFL half the time at the receiver position and try to teach him in the sixth round, a lotto ticket that yes. may, that maybe it can hit. And I mean, a, a guy that no, he's not, he's not just resting on, Hey, I'm a freaky athlete. He wants to get better. He's asking Troy what he needs to do. Uh, that came across in the conference call with the media today. He is, he is committed to this. He's got a nice fallback plan as a Princeton graduate, but but he sees himself being able to make a difference in this league. And you know, it's I'd be stunned if he even is active for a game this year. This is like you said, a lotto pick. We'll we'll see down the road, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him in practice and in training camp because he is he is a freak of nature. Player I may be most excited to watch in preseason as the preseason evolves, as he yeah. gets reps in them. That's something that Troy said. It's just going to be a matter of of reps and time on task. And look, Bengals love this coaching staff. A lot of the league loves this coaching staff. They love Troy Walters, who has interviewed for coordinator jobs. Brian Callahan, often it's a coordinator, could be a head coach. All the way down the line, a lot of talented people who can get their hands on an athlete like this, yep. who's got potential and can maybe turn him into the next best thing. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he busts out and we never really talk him again about him again. Um, but you know, there's certainly potential of what he could be. And certainly he'll be filling up Mo Egger's phone lines at some <laughs> point as the OTA, uh, darling without question is that we always have that every year. Um, okay. Let's talk about running back. So, Chase Brown ends up being the guy. We, we, we went through this list of all the different directions they could go, the levels they could do it. The third round option was there. They went for, but for battle. Roshan Johnson was a guy we know that they liked and would have been a nice fit, sort of the P Ryan mold. Um, did not make it all the way down to them. Um, and so they ended up waiting in the fifth round. They get Chase Brown, who, I think is somebody they targeted from the very beginning as they really liked in this middle group. He, he was a 
bell cow at Illinois. I mean, 1,600 yeah. yards uh, or 2,600 yards the last two years combined. Tons of touches. Catches the ball some. Pass pro is going to be something he's going to have to work on, but he's will he's proven to be willing and he is willing and understands it's something he's got to get better at. What was interesting to me about the Chase Brown pick is they they love most is him as a ball carrier, which yeah. to me is not filling the third down role that is vacated mm-hmm. by P Ryan. It's filling the Joe Mixon role. I mean that. When you talk about that type of player, you like him that way. It seems to his strength seems to fit what you currently have Joe Mixon doing. He ran a 4.43. And at the combine, Brian Callahan said that the one thing they wanted out of that run game was more explosion. And this is a guy that they can give it to him. He's got that breakaway home run speed that they've, they've lacked. And yes, it's not the, he, he He's not great in pass pro, but it's not a liability either. It's a guy that is capable. They're just he's not teach asked him. to do it a lot in, in college, him. and and so uh, willingness is there, and that's that's the great starting point. Um, I, I think he had twenty seven catches last year, which is you know that's that's a decent amount in the the shorter college season. So yeah, he's going to be an interesting to watch one to watch, and it's they they even talked about it. it was like is is he going to be the third down guy is, is how does he fit with mixon and they said we're going to figure it out it's a work in progress so that's it that i'm sure they have a vision but th- this can go anyway he could come in and and be a star and and maybe they maybe they do move on from joe mixon there's just so much at play at that running back position it's wide open, and I think their thought is, let's get in here and see what's going to happen. We, we don't know what's going to happen with Mixon. The pay cut thing is still mm-hmm. kind of hanging out there on the horizon. When that's going to happen, when that decision is going to happen, did the draft set that off? You know, you saw DeAndre Swift. We talked about him last night. was available. He ended up going and getting traded to the Eagles. Um for a future pick and that, so that, you know, th- they might have to get creative. It feels like there's another there's a couple pieces that still need to fall in that room mm-hmm. before you even get to camp where everybody starts battling it out between Travion Williams, Chase Brown, Joe Mixon, question mark, somebody else. I still think Clyde <laughs> Edwards Hilaire ends up yeah. on this roster yeah. before all said and done. That's just me. Um, but you know, that's, that's kind of, I think where, where that sits is a, a you know, a lot of unknown. But Brown, I think at that point in the draft, in the fifth round, Bengals really pinpointing all that depth we talked about. When we had Dana on, we talked about how he had more guys in that middle class mm-hmm. of running backs than we've seen in forever. And that showed itself with Brown, a guy like him being available, a great athlete. Again, mentioned the relative athletic score, 9.81. I mean, check, check, check every really freaky athletics bo- athletic box that you that you want. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We talked about both receivers. You have the running back. Punter. Yeah, competition. Competition. Ohio State versus Michigan in camp. Uh, sorry, Jay. I know you like Ohio State. I don't <laughs> like the Buckeyes' chances. I don't either in this in one. This, in this one. I mean, Darren was pretty he, – he said this guy specializes in hang time. And he even made a reference where that, that hurt them. And he, of course, was talking about the final punt of the AFC championship game. Um, you, you mentioned Charlie Jones, Charlie Jones and Brad Robbins both started college in 2017. <laughs> These guys are, they're mature. They, they've been around and, and it's, it, he's an Ohio guy. He's from Columbus, but he went to Michigan. Uh, I, I would, I would not call Drew Crispin the incumbent. This feels like a clean slate battle, and uh, as a draft pick, it feels like Brad Robbins is the the favorite going into this competition. This feels like Evan McPherson versus <laughs> Randy Bullock, right? Like yes. where or I mean Austin Cyber, yeah, Austin Cyber, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think you know it's it's one of those where the full expectation is that Robbins is going to come in here and and win, Mister Hang Time. So, well, Hang Time stopwatches could come back in camp. Very excited, Jay. He led the NCAA two straight years in Hang Time. Darren had the numbers at his ready. Yes. Um, Overall themes of this draft, you know, did you have a favorite pick out of uh, out of all of them? Did you have a one that or or what you thought was maybe the best pick or your favorite? Either of those boxes to check. I I like them all a lot. I I don't know that I have a favorite. Maybe it is Murphy at, at one. I just that kind of set the tone uh, of going best available and maybe maybe not going for a, a, a more of a need. Um, I like the, the the move to trade back. That's how you get a punter in this round. And then people, I know, kind of roll their eyes at punter, but that that made a difference last year. It made a huge difference last year. I like what they did across the board. If I guess if I had to pick a favorite pick, it would be Murphy. Yeah. Um, and I think you know one thing to me was we, we thought they wanted needed one more pick in that third or fourth round if they could get mm-hmm. it. You know, not move, not finding a way. You know, could. Teams were supposedly desperate to come up at the end of the first round. Um, could they have passed on a guy like Murphy and gone a different direction um, a few picks later and maybe added a third that could have turned into maybe you do get Roshan Johnson or, yeah. or one of the guys that maybe you another guy that you had next on on your list. Hard to know, right? I mean, hard, hard to know specifically, uh, but I, I have a hard time hating on it. I feel like the Bengals took, outside of, I guess, the punter, they took a bunch of guys that will not be asked 
to start. And I think, you know, that is perfect. You set up competition. You set up the ability of all of these guys to come in and work their way in, to not feel that pressure, to, to, to learn as they go and grow into their roles and, and, and maybe find something as they go to, you know, and that's the luxury that they had. And it, I think it showed up in the way that they approached it. You know, we know what Bengals look like right now. We, we know they're, they're special athletes. They're team captains. They probably come from big programs, big, big effort. We're going to hear about how much they like football. We're probably going to hear about how great the interview was. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's across the board. They're continuing to focus that they're not because they have the culture and the, and the winning here now. They have not used that to deviate off of what built this thing in the first place. Right. That was apparent in this draft. All of these guys are the same type of heavy lean into the culture character fit process lovers um that we've seen even though you have a lot of traits guys i mean there's still so much lean into the culture and character fit stuff that they feel like rises you know raises all boats and everybody plays better and, and they, they you create this environment that is conducive to you know to winning that they've that they've seen team chemistry and um they still have that focus they, they didn't lose that um despite maybe they could lean a little bit more into some others that would come in and and get in the line because everybody here is, you know, already on board with winning and so many leaders in the building, so to speak. I'm glad you mentioned that, that, that none of these guys might start because I looked this up. First of all, where would you set the over under on how many starts from this draft class total this year? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there will, there will be, there will be some, you're going to have injuries and eventually guys will, will pop up. But I mean, I, I yeah, I, <sighs> That's a hard. I'll do a full 17. I'll say 17 okay. total games. The uh, I looked up the since they went to the seven round draft in 1994, fewest starts by a Bengals draft class four in 1995. Uh, only two other times. 2016, they had six. 2015, they had eight. And we keep comparing this era of Bengals football to that one where they were drafting and stocking and they they had these these really good rosters and they were just adding depth and it, it feels like they're right back there again. I'm with you though. I think it, it's going to be up in the teens. I, I could see Chase Brown starting uh, more than a handful um, based on that competition with Joe Mixon and then injuries that you've got guys that are good enough to jump in there and start if something happens. Yeah, I mean I think any of your first five picks are one injury away. Yeah. All of those guys, Murphy, clearly, Turner, clearly, Battle, clearly, Jones, clearly, uh, and Chase Brown might be starting anyway. He's going to be, be, you know, you never know. Uh, and so all of those guys, I think, are one away. And and when you have that, it's, it's you know, it, it's close. All right. That'll wrap us up. want to remind everybody, we're, you know, there's just, we got things to do, places to go, busy draft. Um Reminder, we've got plenty more opportunities to break this down in the best way. You've got questions. Monday, live room, noon. Bring them to Jay and I. We'll uh, we'll record that and we'll post that, uh, of course, on the feed. If you've got real questions, though, don't come to us. Come to the source. Mm-hmm. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, 50 West Brewing Company. Jay and I will be with Bengals Director of College Scouting, Mike Potts. We'll be breaking down their path to the draft, the players, how they found them, uh, and, uh, and what they loved about them and how it all broke down. We hope to see you there. We really look forward to it. Thanks to everybody that's followed through all of our coverage of this weekend. Make sure we got takeaways up, templates. We got we got all kinds of stuff up on the site if you want to go go read. Everything's up there now. Uh go to the athletic, check it all out. All right. Thanks. It's time Paul, you know what's time for? Best 
pop of the year yes. coming our way. It's about that time. Oh, it's going to taste so good, Jack. I can't wait. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good one.